Hello, everyone. This is Jessie Medina with Femex Podcast. Today's guest is a woman who is super inspiring and she is making moves. Her name is Madison Ecker and she's a visionary and the founder of Some of Us Fest. Hi, Madison. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Jessie? Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. I'm doing so great. I'm really happy that it's Friday today. <laughs> I feel that. So um, you are the founder of Some of Us Fest. Would you mind sharing with my audience what it's about and how it got started? Yes, Some of Us Festival is the first wellness festival for women, trans, and non-binary folks. So essentially, we're creating an inclusive women's wellness festival. Um, we originally started because of a need for wellness in this community. Wow, that's incredible. Is it, is it just me or this is like the only festival of its kind so far? Yes, absolutely. This is the only festival of its kind. We are for sure the first wellness festival for women, trans and non-binary. And we are, as far to my knowledge, we are the first festival ever to directly include uh, trans and non-binary folks as the wellness community. And that is amazing. Why did you focus on wellness? What, what made you think of that? Yeah, so it, statistically, uh, the LGBTQ plus community has the highest rates of suicide and depression and mental illness. And when you look at how that's treated and just um, how community fosters, uh, unfortunately or fortunately, all of our spaces usually cater around bars and as much as that's great to have a space for community it, it usually involves alcohol and that doesn't help um, most of the statistics of increasing uh, all those depression or mental illness and it could have a cyclical effect especially if somebody is trying to incorporate more wellness or um, healing into their life so I saw a direct need for this and decided to create a space that was fun and cool and sexy and educational where we could focus on wellness and gather in a place like that versus just being centered or mostly centered around alcohol or substances. Uh, is there a specific event that triggered this idea or is something that evolved over time? How did you come up with it? Yeah, that's a great question. I kind of just uh, collaborated all of these amazing events that I have been to and witnessed and seen. Example, like Burning Man and Wanderlust and a bunch of other gatherings that I just thought this is really a fantastic place to feel whole and get to know yourself and elevate community. And I wanted to bring that to the LGBTQ plus community as well. Uh, so would you mind sharing with us what the process was like? Did you create a team right away? Did you, like, what was the first step that you took? Because I think a lot of us identify needs or we have ideas, but we don't always act on those ideas. And so how did you go from the ideation stage to, okay, I'm going to put this together. You know, I'm going to gather a team or I'm going to share this dream with somebody else. What did that mm -hmm. look like for you? I think the first thing is to just have passion, to know that 
there's something behind it. I think to just have an idea and say, this could be a good idea, there's not going to be as much drive. And when you have something that you're very passionate about and that you know will make a difference, or I'm at least speaking for myself, it, it's easier to come to fruition because I'll put in something like 10 hours, 12 hours most days. I don't really have any days off. And because I have passion behind it and I know that there's a mission and that there's a larger purpose, it allows me to actually take the steps necessary, even if I don't know how. So that's a really great question. How do you even start? I say the first thing is to get really behind what your vision is, to understand why you're doing this to the depths of your soul so that when the days get hard or you're trying to figure out what do I do next, that you can look within yourself and say you're, you're doing this for the larger good of humanity or you're doing this for a bigger purpose than yourself and it's easier to move forward. What was the first person that you shared that with your idea and what was their response? You know what? That's a great question because I've, I've never been asked that before. So I got out of, of the shower and I sometimes, I don't know if this ever happens to you, Jesse, but um, when I'm in the shower or when I just am silent or if I'm at a yoga class and I'm trying to meditate or something like that, all these ideas just pour into my brain because mm-hmm. my mind is, is shut off. Right. So, <laughs> yeah. So I was in the shower and, and this idea just really came and I first questioned it and I was like, well, how, why would I do that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, and then I was like, no, like this needs to happen. And it's really important because we don't have wellness. Like we don't really talk about that in this community as much. And I just felt like this need that it had to happen. So I ran out of the shower and I actually told my partner and she was like, wow, that's a, that's a really great idea. And then pretty much from there every day, it just kept building. And it took about um, six months of just talking about the name and talking about the vision behind it and kind of what the bones of it would look like. And then took another six months of searching for a venue and solidifying a date. And then we launched a year later. And now it's been a a year of trying to, of putting this together so that we have our first festival in May, 2020. And it's been so much um, preparation prior to that. Wow. So that's incredible. First off, your partner is amazing because I think a lot of people can't really say the same thing about their partner or loved ones, you know, like sometimes it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, you're crazy or like, why you or whatever. So that's amazing. Um, And Mm -hmm. also, what were I mean, what were you doing at the time that, you know, you had the flexibility? Did you have the flexibility to say, I can take on this project? Did you have to quit anything? Walk me through that process. Yeah, okay. Well, first of all, just like you mentioned, I am so fortunate to have the support of my partner and she's she's a very supportive person and that worked out really well for me. And she is also going through her master, so I support her in that. And I think our relationship works really well because we both have our our goals and the things that we're passionate about and then we can support each other through our individual dreams, which is really fortunate mm-hmm. for me. Um, and so do you mind reminding me the question? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. So what were you doing at the time? And did you have to take any leaps of faith? Did you have to like change your life? What, like walk me through that process. 
Yes. So at the time, I was actually just, I just finished taking care of my grandfather who passed away. I had left my job of eight and a half years. I was a retail store manager Mm -hmm. and I was dedicated to the retail life and the management life for almost a decade. And then um, because my, I'm very close with my grandparents, I have a Jewish background and um, they went through such horrific times, lost a lot of their family and built a new life. And I really respect everything that they went through. So I've had a, a very close relationship. And um, at that time, a lot of my, all four of my grandparents were starting to get sick. So I wanted to help my family and I had left my job and it allowed me to rent out my condo and uh, mostly caretake for my grandparents. So uh, my grandfather had passed away uh, pretty much a month before I had the vision of starting that. So I was lucky to be in a good space to start something. And at the same time happened because uh, I think just the universe created a time I had to leave my job, which I might have never left Mm -hmm. so that I could go help my family. I love that. And I love that, you know, you thought of this idea, you shared it with someone that you love and then you just went for it. You didn't know how, I'm sure, right? Like, did you, were you putting events already before that? Or like you had to learn? What, what was that process like? So I have a bit of an event background. I, I toured with my dad when I was young. He is a personal growth speaker. And he tours um, in Asia and Brazil and Europe and um, North America. And so I helped him with logistics and I helped him uh, with organization and I helped him with outreach. And that was great training for me, even though I didn't know it at the time. I was just like, well, why do I have to do this again? But it was, I got to fortunately learn how Mm -hmm. large events are are run and put on and how they, how they smell to be successful. And then uh, from there, I was lucky to merge uh, my ideas of this vision with the experience I've had. Plus, I've, I've also worked in nightlife. I did that for 15 years while I was um, a retail store manager and while I was a, care, a caretaker. So I've seen what it looks like to put on events at nightlife and clubs and things like that. I didn't ever drink much. That really just wasn't my thing. I've always been a little bit more in the health sphere but I know what it again looks like to, to throw an event. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful because sometimes we think that whatever it is that we end up doing when we find our purpose, it seems like random or like something that we had never thought about. But at the same time, when we look back, I feel like we can see every little thing that we went through in our life prepared us for this I mean I don't know if you can relate to that but as I'm listening to you it's like maybe at that time when you were traveling with your dad you didn't know or you know you had no idea what you were going to create in the future but if you look back you can be like oh wow this helped me and that helped me right like I mean I don't know what was your experience like yes I think it's all part of the bigger picture I Mm -hmm. I agree with that I mean I, every, everyone has their own beliefs and, and systems. And for me, I resonate a lot with energy. And I think that if you listen to maybe your talents or what your passions are, that, that a lot of your mission in life has already been given to you. Mm-hmm. It's if you, if you like dancing and you're talented at that, if you just foster that and you really feel passionate about that, then, then go do that. Like, 
you know, it, it's not the easiest to say for some people because they have a lot of obstacles to face. But I really think that you can, I mean, it sounds cheesy, but you can do the things you really want to do in life. Mm-hmm. If you really put your mind to it, because I mean, just for example, um, I, I am currently pretty much uh, sleeping on friends couches so that I could work on my festival 100% of the time, because all of the money that comes in for ticket sales or sponsorships, it all goes back into the festival so that we could put the best event on for the community and the women's community and make people feel included and have a really incredible event. So that allows me to um, just work on it 100% of the time. I think like it takes some sacrifice to really do the things you want to do. What has been the greatest challenge that you've faced so far as it pertains to this dream and this festival? I would say the the biggest challenge has been mostly like outside forces that are hard to control, like sheriff's department and working with a county that is traditionally uh, quite conservative. I've Mm -hmm. had to pass a lot of board meetings and a lot of permits in order to throw an event um, in this county. At the same time, it's all, like you said, part of the story, going to be worth it. And it has been a challenge, you know, especially with, with, um, with just like different sheriff and police permit type of things. But you never give up. Hell no. I love that. <laughs> no, I, I feel like, I feel like that's the way of the warrior. You know, uh-huh. I, I really believe in your word is law because I think that the universe listens to what you say. And if you uh-huh. keep your commitment and you say, I'm going to do this, the universe almost conspires to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So I think that even if things are hard, it's just part of the journey, just part of the story. And there's definitely been days I've cried in the grocery store or days where I thought, you know, wow, like, what am I doing? Or I've gotten maybe messages that would say, how could you put something like this on if you're you know, white presenting and you're just, you're, you're a female who doesn't know really? anything about Really? Wow. Oh, yeah, for sure. I get messages every so often. I get messages about Jesus will come save you. Um, <laughs> so I think it just helps me to know that this is all building my skin to be thicker, that mm-hmm. I could do something to hopefully help the people that, that want to attend and like want to find community and want to get into wellness and have a really great time. That's the intention Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm doing it for. Well, and I think we all do. This is the interesting part, you know, that no matter, I feel like no matter what you're doing, there's always going to be haters, but I feel like almost like it's validation too. Like the moment you start having haters, that's when like, you know, you're like officially like doing something that matters. Uh, you know, because I even get criticized, like I just put on the summit um, and it was for women, you know, and like I got a lot of guys criticizing us for that and saying that we're being sexist or this or that. I'm like, what? Are you serious right now? Like, go ahead and do whatever you want to create. If you want to help men, yeah. if you want to help whoever you want to help, you know, you're doing right. something good for other people. So but I almost like in a way see it as you know I'm being flattered because somebody cares about what I'm doing (laughs) and it's also really silly but I also you know do have those moments when a comment can get to you 
uh, and then it can kind of discourage you. So what do you do in those moments when you get a negative comment and you know they're being haters or they're, you know, like, you know, like in theory that you shouldn't listen to it, but then it kind of gets to you. How do you manage that, those feelings? Yeah, you know, because we're human, I still haven't found a perfect method to it. I think that every year will get easier. And I just do my best to try to understand where they're coming from Mm -hmm. as a a compassionate human and say, that person must have had a really bad day, or that person, you know, has different beliefs than I do. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe that person doesn't have anything going on right now in their life and they're looking for drama to get into and I'm the chosen person for right Right. now so I try to understand from their their viewpoint and then you know if it's really bothering me I really do my best to like breathe through it and focus on the really nice messages that I do get and like the bigger sense of what Mm -hmm. we're doing and how passionate I feel about you know doing uh, something for the community and the people that do really love it for example today like I you know I'll get five messages that are really kind and nice and it's just amazing that people even took the time to write something like that and then one or two messages that are like why are what's happening like what is happening in your day that you feel like you need to to reach out and say something like this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I think as women though or like I mean I think a lot of people that are doesn't matter how you identify but a lot of people that are sensitive you know I consider myself a sensitive person too um, I think sometimes it can be hard because you can hear like a thousand compliments and then one person that maybe someone that you don't even know or care about may say something and then it gets to you and I one time asked on my Instagram what's the most hurtful thing you've been told and a lot of people sent me DMs and it was really painful things and a lot of it was things that they were told when they were like in elementary school or something you know like just one comment that like literally stuck around their entire life and it even affected the choices that they made or their self-esteem so how do you find the confidence and the courage to choose to listen to the positive and almost like quiet down the negative. Mm, Oh, I mean, I think you just said that so eloquently. And I love that you even asked, you know, to to your outreach and wanted to engage in that conversation because it's really important. And this is something that I like to talk about frequently. I think one of the biggest things you could do for yourself, like the gift is to just know yourself. I mean, you, you're always going to, there's always going to be new things you learn about yourself. But for me, I'm my like, oh, wow, I didn't know that I changed my desires in that way, or I like this. Mm-hmm. So for me, I know some of my triggers and just to be very transparent and honest are like, I'm not good enough, or, um, or something like, um, I don't have control of this situation, or I'm not important in this way. And if I know where my triggers are, and of course, like if you look at psychology, and I'm not a psychologist, but Mm -hmm. if you look at where that comes from, it comes from childhood trauma, or it Mm -hmm. comes from situations, just like you said, and like, I could go in and dissect that, but I already know my, my big ones are maybe something like those three. And then if I, if someone says something to me, I can relate to just this helps me process it, say, oh, that's the someone saying something, and it makes me feel like I'm not good enough. And then I have to reparent myself and talk to myself and say, you know what, Madison, 
you're good enough. You're doing the best you can do. You're trying really hard. You have an amazing team. Like you're trying to do something important with your life. You are good enough. And then, I mean, it doesn't work all the time, but that's a tool I use to to know Mm -hmm. myself well enough to get myself out of that funk and like move on and not let that bother me as much. So step one is being aware because you're right. If you don't know what's what's wrong or what triggers you, then you can never fix it. But also positive self-talk, right? So you're like affirming and, and talking positively to yourself. And I think that's super powerful because we are the strongest voice, um, you know, within ourselves. So even if someone mm-hmm. else is attacking you, you know, based on your experience and also what I do too, I do practice this is, you know, uh, reaffirming the good things about yourself and um, understanding, I think, yourself and your strengths and who you are as a person. So I love that. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that and for being honest. I think we all go through times where we feel, you know, a little bit, um, you know, insecure and whatnot. So uh, I'm going to shift the conversation a little bit because I want to talk about community. Um, it's been great like hearing from you and now I want to hear about you when it comes to community and what community means to you and why is it so important to you? Mm-hmm. So I have the belief that we're all in this together and there's like an old proverb of with one person that you could travel fast but with many people you could travel far and I really stick to that and believe in it and you know with the women's community and women's trans and non-binary we have to help each other it's kind of like a sisterhood and Mm -hmm. um and so I'm really big on community I think we can do a lot of things when we band together I don't cry very easily but the only thing that really makes me emotional in in a touched and like good way is when community unite and stand strong and like you see how good people can be like that really touches me so I think to the core I'm just passionate about spaces and people that can create a a place of belonging I love that and I think we all innately have that tendency that when it really matters I think like we've seen it where you know with what happened with Kobe right like or like 9-11 we see events where like people come together even strangers and Mm -hmm. you know we do anything for each other and we support each other and we pray for each other and like we encourage each other and how can we create this type of um, kindness all the time or maybe not all the time but how could we encourage people to come together more what have you done to bring people together and also help people understand each other and just be more compassionate towards each other so I try to involve myself in community um, organizations uh, one that I'm involved in I'm in the leadership of the women's march of San Francisco Mm -hmm. and that's a way that I feel like I can hopefully help and impact. That's a hundred percent grassroots volunteer run. Mm-hmm. Every woman on that team volunteer are volunteers and there's no payment and no reward other than just seeing community come together and, you know, stand for sisterhood and hopefully march for equality and reproductive rights and things like that. So Uh, I use methods like that, uh, organizations and groups that I believe in to foster community and um, hopefully help with outreach. 
I love that. And how do you define self-love? Mm. Wow, that is such a good question. Self-love. Um, I think like we had touched upon before, it's, mm. it's mostly just ex- acceptance. Like you accept yourself and it's, I wouldn't say it's easy. I first think you have to like yourself and even before you even like yourself, I think you have to like start to learn about yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I would say the big key there is just accepting yourself. It, so um, if you want an example, oh, you know, I want to change this part of myself. As, as long as there is compassion in that and there's, it has to do with you know, I love myself no matter what, and this would be a great thing to change. Okay, fair enough. But if you have the the negative um, voices going on in your head saying, you know, you're this, you're that talking to yourself negatively, like you should be not should, but hopefully try to be your own best friend. And then to me, that's self love. I think sometimes it's easier for us to be nicer to other people or friends than ourselves. You know, it's easier to like, if someone's trying hard, it's easy for us to genuinely say, hey, it's okay, you tried, you know, you got this, don't give up. But sometimes it's harder to do that, to show that love to yourself. So I think it's beautiful that you compared it to being your best friend, right? Like you wouldn't treat your best friend in a mean way. You wouldn't say rude things to your best friend, hopefully. So I think yeah. looking at it that way and saying, okay, be your best friend. Do you have any, any other practices other than um, positive self-talk that you like to implement in your personal life to, uh, you know, love yourself more? Great question. So I think there's a couple things like for me, things that I've done, I'll just share some examples if anyone, you know, Mm -hmm. wants to adopt this. Um, So there's been times I write myself notes, you know, you Mm. can use a sticky note and just say, you know, great job. Like for me, I'm working really hard in this. So I can say, I'm proud of you, like get the words that I needed to hear. And I can just tell myself or I or you can even say, I love you or you're beautiful. And you can put that in places like I hide them for myself sometimes and then I could put it in like a book and then I open it and I'm like oh my gosh that's such a nice note I wrote it to myself that's really sweet or um, other examples I try every day to do something for me like like mm-hmm. if you were to date yourself uh, for me I I like yoga it like centers me for, for me, like just, you know, maybe painting my nails for me going for a walk and breathing the fresh air while I'm, you know, instead of just working all the time to try to do something once a day for me or take that time is also like an act of self-love, I find. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. I love that because you're really like putting your time into what you're saying. It's not usually not just saying I love myself. It's not just positive talk, but you're also investing in yourself and in time, which is the most precious asset that we cannot buy. So I love that. Thank you for sharing. That. Yeah. If women that are listening to you right now, if they wanted to get involved somehow, support you somehow, like what? Like what, I guess, what do you need right now as far as this festival? Because I know putting on events is a lot of work. So if anyone wanted to get involved, how can they support you? Oh, that's such a kind question. I think uh, the best would be outreach. Mm -hmm. I would just ask for support with um, any women wanting to bring friends or wanting to come to the event to have a great time. It truly is going to be the best weekend we have uh, several 
workshop spaces um, designed for wellness, everything from tarot, astrology, yoga, self-love, fitness with self-gratitude, um, sexual expression classes, art classes, dance classes, and then we have special events. We have a reservoir for swimming, kayaking, tubing, and it's a really fun outdoor camping wow. event. Wow, so it's a full-on yeah. experience, not just, wow, it's that's a, amazing. Totally, and uh, we have performances, musicians, uh, we have panels, and we have an intersectional uh, feminist panel, which I'm really excited to say that you are on. <laughs> yeah, I feel so honored. Thank you. <laughs> yes. And I'm so happy to have you. And then we have a trans discussion panel where mm -hmm. people can learn a lot about other experience or relate, um, which I also think is really great. So the programming is, is very um thought out and has a lot of heart in it and it would is going to literally be the best weekend so I mean just getting friends involved wanting to come to the festival mm -hmm. I think would be the the biggest support because we just want to grow this community of of wellness and you know self-love and elevation and I think it's beautiful what you're doing and it's so important for us to learn about people that are different from us so even if like you said, it's about relating. So you can relate to someone if you don't know their story. And I, I find that most of the time we share a lot in common, even if we have a different background, even if we're from different places or whatever it may be, even like you said, different religious beliefs or anything like that. I think we all have so much in common as humankind. And I always say that like we're all humankind ultimately. Uh, when people ask me what race I am, I'm like, I'm human. <laughs> I'm from the human yeah. race, you know? Uh, so I think it's beautiful because even people that maybe don't necessarily identify with the LGBTQ plus community um, themselves. And, you know, I think it's beautiful to attend these events, to learn, to hear from other people, to, to learn about their struggles. So I encourage everybody listening to, you know, check out these things, because I often find that when we hear these stories, we realize that we have so much more in common than we think we do, right? Definitely. Yes. And thank you for that. It's, it's really wonderful to, you know, hear you speak about that and know that there's so much allyship and, and especially in someone like you. But um, I really appreciate you saying that. And the festival is for women, no matter how you mm -hmm, identify. Mm -hmm. So, so, and then it's also inclusive, very inclusive of trans and non-binary folks. So it's pretty much just saying the whole spe spectrum mm -hmm. of women, no matter who you love. Yeah, and I love that because that really is being inclusive. And I always tell people with my events too, like, you know, if we're going to preach inclusivity and equality, everybody's welcome and we want to hear from everybody. And so I love what you're doing. I think you're making a, a big difference. And I know that this festival is going to grow and I can just see it like five years from now, 10 years from now. You really have been a pioneer in this space. And I love that you identify that need and you did something about it. And I encourage all the listeners to, you know, take that as inspiration that if you have an idea, if you identify a need, don't wait for somebody else to do it. Like, oh, it's not going to be me. It's going to be somebody else. You know, make it happen. If no one else out there is doing it and you feel passionate and compelled to do it, make it happen. So I love that. So now we're going to, I have a couple quick questions for you. So number mm -hmm. one is what's your favorite quote? Mm. 
Wow. Oh my gosh. I have so many. Um, I think <laughs> that, okay, let me think of this on the spot. Um, okay. I, if I have to pick my favorite, I like this quote and it's, um, pessimists are usually right and optimists are usually wrong, but it's the, it's only the optimists who make change. And to me, that just relates to a lot of the things that I believe in is like just to have a good attitude and, and positive outlook, because even though, you know, you might not be right at all times, um, it's really important to keep, a, you know, a, the glass is half full attitude that you can do something and that, you know, you have the belief that you can go far with a good attitude. I love that. I love thank you for sharing that. Uh, so our next question, and I love doing this on the spot, is this or that is going to be the question. So okay. <laughs> <laughs> Coke or Pepsi? Neither. Okay. Okay. Good. Did I tell you why? <laughs> that makes me feel guilty because I would have said Coke. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't feel guilty. But I mean, I've never, I've never been one to like soda. Uh-huh. Um, I, I prefer hot chocolate. Ooh. What about tea or coffee? Um, decaffeinated tea. I don't usually drink caffeine. Okay. Oh my gosh, you're extremely healthy. <laughs> okay. Morning person no or ca- night owl? Oh, um, it used to be night owl and it's turned more into morning person. Ooh, that's good. How did you do that? Because I find a lot of people um, always say, oh, I'm a night owl and I want to be a morning person. How do I do that? How did you... I guess transition. Mm. Okay. So because I have the attitude of like, of, I call it the warrior attitude. So you're, you can be in any kind of day person. You can be anything you want to be. So for me, the drive is strong enough that I have to get up and work in the morning that I've become a morning person wow. because I have stuff to do in the day. <laughs> I love that. I am a morning person. So like for me, it's like, I like eight comes and I'm so tired and my friends are like, Oh, let's go hang out. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's, it's bedtime. <laughs> and I don't see myself changing that anytime soon, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, you do what works for you. Mm-hmm, and just, mm-hmm. if you're trying to change that, you can just have the mindset of saying, you know what, if, if you keep thinking you're a morning person, you'll always stay that. Mm-hmm. If you say, I'm an any kind of day person, then mm-hmm. you'll kind of say, I love all that. right, you'll make it happen. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so cold or hot weather? Definitely hot. Oh, wow. That's okay, for sure. Yay, we have one in common. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, okay, so how can people find you? How can they find the festival? How can they connect with you? How can they share about it? Okay, great. So the festival is, uh, the website is www.someofusfest.com. And that's S-U-M-O-F-S-E-S-T.com. And I would like to offer all of your listeners, I mean, you just have a a fabulous, podcast and you have a fabulous following and I just really love what you do Jesse and I would like to offer all of your listeners 25% off with the code FEMX it's F-E-M-X in all capital letters wow Um, thank you so so much that's so generous of you I'm really excited yeah so uh, because we want you to come like thank you for supporting and thank you for coming to this really fun inclusive space like it's because of 
you and the listeners that we will make this revolutionary change and we can't do that alone. So I like to offer accessibility. So that is the gift um, that I could give the listeners today. And, and thank you also for listening to the podcast. And then to find me, um, the Instagram for the festival is again, some of us best. So at S U M O S S E S T. Awesome. And I will share the link as well, but thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you so much for getting on the show. I'm really excited for what you're doing, for being part of it. And I just loved hearing from you and your story. And thank you so much for the encouragement because it took courage to do what you're doing. And I know it's only going to get better. So thank you so much for taking the time to share with us. Thank you, Jesse. I really appreciate you having me. All right. Have a good night. Talk soon. You too. Bye-bye. Okay.